Hi, this is Pastor Brittany Isaac from Urban Village Church, Chicago. We are a church that is bold, inclusive, and relevant. I know that many of you out there are hungry for a gospel message of healing and wholeness, a message that leads to a life transformed by Christ. I hope that this podcast does just that. And if it does, would you please consider making a financial gift that will support this gospel-inclusive ministry? You can do that by going to urbanvillagechurch.org forward slash give. Thanks so much and have a blessed day. Our reading today is from Matthew. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing was white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised as he said. Come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead. And indeed, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell the disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The word of God for the people of God. Good morning, y'all. My name is Brittany, and I'm the pastor here. It's so good to see you on this beautiful day. Uh, happy Easter. Happy Easter. Uh, in the tradition of the church, we often begin this kind of greeting to one another uh, by saying, and I think Enoch tried to have you all do this, and we, it sounds like we got to rehearse it, so that's good. We begin by saying, I say, Christ is risen, and your response back is going to be, Christ, Christ is, is risen, risen indeed. indeed. And then all together we shout, Alleluia. Okay, so let's try it. You guys are prepped? You ready? Good morning. Christ is risen. Alleluia. Yeah, that was great, guys. Good job. We shout these words because they have fundamentally changed the world. We shout hallelujah because of the joy that this day is. It's a day that reminds us that in the midst of wilderness experiences, in the midst of grief and betrayal and shame and fear and anger and isolation, all of the emotions that we carry, we know that God's promise is always, always resurrection. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Hey, you're paying attention. Hallelujah. <laughs> And so if we're in the wilderness now, or if we're on the other side of the wilderness, kind of looking back, we know, and we can pr proclaim with confidence that 
Christ, that God's answer in our life is always resurrection. But I, I got to say, it's taken us a while as God's people to understand this. The women, Jesus talked about it. He, you know, he talked that there was going to be resurrection, but, but people didn't get it. And the women who went to check on Jesus in the tomb, they thought they were going to see a tomb. They didn't know that God's response is always resurrection. And so they arrive at this grave, and uh, they expect to see it sealed shut, and instead they witness this tremendous scene unfold before them. For the second time in 48 hours, there's an earthquake. And uh, this, this angel comes down from heaven. There hasn't been an angel in Matthew since like way back at the beginning, around when Jesus was born. This angel comes down from heaven, rolls back the stone, and perches on it like a little bird. The guards faint, they're out for the count, and the women remain standing. And I would imagine they are full of terror and fear, but they remain standing, and from this little perch, the angel says, don't be afraid, I know you're looking for Jesus, the one who was nailed to the cross. He is not here. He's been raised from the dead, just as he said he was going to be. You can look, go ahead. But then you have to go quickly to Galilee because he is going ahead of you and he will be there to meet you. And then we read this next line, which is probably my favorite line, at least this year. It's always changing, right? So they left the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell the disciples. Fear and great joy. How often do we live in this tension in our life between fear and great joy. They left the tomb still in a wilderness of sorts. We've been talking about wilderness through Lent. They left this tomb still feeling in wilderness of sorts, but buoyed by something deep within themselves that we can only call resurrection hope. They left the tomb terrified and yet grounded in the joy of resurrection. And then Jesus meets them and shares a similar message. But with one important difference, he calls the disciples his brothers. And this is so important because just days before this, his disciples betrayed him and deserted him. And yet Jesus still calls them family. Tell my family I will meet them ahead in Galilee. Jesus knows that the disciples are in the midst of experiencing their own wilderness of grief, of shame, of doubt about the decisions that they made, fear. And knowing that, Jesus' first words are words of reconciliation. Tell my family I will meet them ahead. The promise of God is always, always resurrection. It is a powerful agent at work in our world, and it has always been at work in our world. Resurrection shows us that there is more going on than our fear and grief and brokenness and shame and anger. Resurrection leads us to the wilderness and surrounds us with community to sustain us. Resurrection reminds us that God is at work and has always been at work in the world. Resurrection does not, this is key, resurrection does not change the past. 
It does not change the past, but it transforms the future into something more beautiful than we can even imagine when we are in the midst of wilderness. Resurrection meets us in our very places of fear and grief and anger and shame and shows us that joy is possible. I recently heard an incredible story of wilderness and resurrection, and I want to share it with you. There's a psychologist by the name of Jack Cornfield, and he was on a train from D.C. to Philadelphia, and his seatmate ended up being a man who works with young boys who have been in prison. This man told Dr. Cornfield the story of a 14-year-old boy. This 14-year-old boy grew up in the wilderness of the inner city of D.C. You know what I mean when I say wilderness, right? And the way he thought he could get out of this wilderness was to join a gang. The initiation task was to shoot and kill someone. And so this boy did. And he was apprehended and brought to trial and convicted and sentenced to a juvenile detention center. More wilderness. As he was being taken away in handcuffs, to his sentence, the mother of the boy, who also happened to be around 13 or 14, that this boy had shot, that mother stood up and looked him in the eye and said, I'm going to kill you. And then she sat down, and he was taken away. After a bit of time, this, this young boy was in prison, and the mother came to visit him. And, of course, he was nervous about it and frightened. And she said, I just, I just got to talk to you, that's all. They had a brief conversation, and then she leaves. And as she's leaving, she says, do you need anything? You need cigarettes? And she gave him some money and left. These visits begin every few months. And over the course of the next three or four years, she starts to visit him even more and more regularly. He's about 17 or 18 years old and about to be released. And she asked, what are you going to do? This mother says, what are you going to do? And he says, I have no idea. I've got no family. I've got nothing. She says, well, I've got a friend, and he's got a little factory. Maybe I can get you a job. And so she arranges it with the parole officer. Then she asked, where are you going to stay? And he says, I don't, I don't know. She says, well, I have a spare room. You can stay with me. So he's released from prison for killing this woman's son. And he stays in her spare room. And he works at the job that she got him. And this goes on for about six months. And then the mother says, I need to talk to you. And they sit down for a conversation, and she looks at him in the eye and says, do you remember that day in court when you were convicted of murdering my son for no good reason except to get into a gang? And I stood up and I said I was going to kill you. And he said, yes, ma'am, I will never forget that day. And she looks back at him and says, well, I have. I have killed you. You see, I didn't want a boy who could kill in cold blood like that to exist in the world. So I set about visiting you and bringing you presents 
bringing you little things and taking care of you. And now I've let you come to my house and I got you a job and a place to live because I don't have anybody anymore. My son is gone and he was the only person that I was living with. I said about changing you and you are not the same person anymore. Because you see this mother knew that in order to get to resurrection, there has to be death. And so she said, I don't have anybody. And I want to know if you would stay here permanently. I'm in need of a son. And I want to know if I can adopt you. And he said yes. And so she did. Resurrection does not change the past, but it meets us in the very wilderness of our lives and says that that wilderness is not the final answer. Resurrection is forgiveness of wrongdoing. Resurrection is the possibility and the actual growth into a changed life. Resurrection is the promise that we can die to our old ways of doing things and accept the freedom and promise that we get through Christ Jesus our Lord. Resurrection is this promise that we have been adopted into the family of God. Tell my brothers, tell my family that I am going ahead to meet them. Resurrection is the promise that no matter where we go, Christ is there with us. Resurrection means that we can turn from the things of fear and turn toward joy. And we do this, we do this because of our baptismal promise because of the promise of God in our baptism and because of the promises that we make to God in our baptism. You see, in baptism, in these very waters of baptism, we are adopted into God's holy family. And there is nothing, one of my favorite theologians and pastors, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, says, there is nothing you can do on this day. There is nothing you can do to make God love you any more than God already does. And there is nothing you can do to make God love you any less. And so in baptism, we are reminded that we are fully loved by God and in the family of God. In a few minutes, uh, where is Chen? There. In a few minutes, we are going to be receiving Chen in baptism. Yeah, that's, I think that's a word. Yeah, you can clap. And earlier this morning, uh, little Millie was received in baptism. We will dunk Chin in the water, and we will remind him of his new identity as God's chosen. He will be given new life through water and the Spirit. But this new life will not be without wilderness experiences. There will always be 
wilderness experiences. But in our baptism, we are grounded in the joy of resurrection. Also, in this service, we are going to receive four new members. Yeah. And each of these members, they'll have testimony at some point. And their testimonies are all beautiful and different. But the thing that they all have in common, because it is something that we all have in common, is that there have been times of wilderness, times of betrayal by people we love, maybe even by the church. People have messed up. They've been at the bottom of their rope. They've been full of grief and fear and loneliness. But despite all of that, and maybe because of all of that, these five individuals today are choosing to turn from fear into joy, to trust in the resurrection promise of joy. And, and we get to witness that and be reminded of our own baptism and be reminded that resurrection is present in our life too. We can live in this joy because the promise of God is always what? Oh my gosh, you guys weren't listening this whole time? <laughs> we can live in this joy because the promise of God is always It comes to us in the very moment. Be, be ready. You're going to have to chime in in a minute, okay? You'll know. <laughs> Resurrection comes to us in the very moment when all seems lost. It comes to us when we are at the bottom of our rope. Resurrection comes to us. Sometimes it's terrifying. Sometimes it's surprising. It is always amazing. Resurrection is the promise that death, that fear, that shame, that violence are not the final answer. Resurrection is the promise that God is at work in this world and has always been at work in this world. And so today, we proclaim as a people of God, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs>